Hi, this is JP Mac, and welcome to Liberty Relearn, not just another conservative blog. And so this is JP Mac. Welcome to the show. I am your humble host, and today we are going to start out by talking about the border and the situation at the border. Um, you know. The border's been basically open, and, and illegal immigrants have been flying across the border uh, basically since the Biden regime began uh, back in 2021, and it's come to a head right now with what's going on in Texas Eagle Pass. Um, so if you've been following the news, uh, Governor Abbott um, declared this area around Eagle Pass um, he basically took over that area with the National Guard and his law enforcement. And now they have the state-run operation because they felt like the uh, federal government was not doing a good enough job. They were letting too many people cross through that border point at Eagle Pass. And so uh, Abbott said, no more and none shall pass. And... So he has been, um, again, he started this operation with National Guard and with his law enforcement agencies across Texas to protect this area of the border. And also in relation to that, you have a Take Our Border Back convoy, which is kind of reminiscent of the uh, Canadian Freedom Convoy that took place in 2022 where the Canadian truckers, you may remember, didn't want to be forced to be vaccinated to do their job. Of course, you know, doing, you know, being a trucker is very uh, much a solitary job. No need to be vaccinated in that job. Um, so the Canadian truckers just wanted that to um didn't see any point in following that mandate. So they did their freedom convoy that went across Canada, ended up in Ottawa, the capital of Canada, where they occupy Canada for, I think, like a while, for like over a week or so. Um, the Canadians, you know, it was very peaceful. It was not a mostly peaceful um, protests like, you know, CNN claimed the riots in the summer of 2020 were. Um, these were actually peaceful protests in Canada. And so the, uh, basically that wound up where the Canadians, of course, were made to disperse, but by that time they had made their point. They had made international news with their protest. And eventually the uh, mandate was rescinded for them to have to uh, be vaccinated. So, and that was a, as I mentioned, it was a peaceful protest. And it was, um, you know, the truckers basically did almost a carnival atmosphere in Ottawa. And they had barbecues and they had a bouncy house and they helped shovel the snow because, of course, it happened around this time two years ago in Ottawa, of course, so of course there was snow on the ground, they helped shovel the snow and they were very peaceful and everybody got along. Well, of course, the Trudeau government, 
you know, tried to paint them as like extremists and, and stuff like that. But of course they weren't. And so he, um, Trudeau, uh, use these uh, emergency measures, this emergency act that was supposed to be like only basically in time of great crisis. He he invoked it, and as a result, people, not just the truckers, but anybody who supported the truckers financially uh, had their bank, bank accounts frozen. And so... Uh, just a few, uh, like a week ago, I guess, the courts, federal court in Canada deemed that um, an unconstitutional, uh, by the Canadian Constitutional Act, um, but of course it was a fait accompli, all of the people have, had been inconvenienced who had their bank accounts frozen and things like that. So the uh, Canadian government, the Canadian courts, you know, kind of slapped back finally on Trudeau, de de um, declared what he did, invoking the Emergency Act, as unconstitutional. So now, uh, fast forward a, a couple years later, here in America, we have a crisis on the border, and now they're, so they're trying to organize this Take Our Border Back Convoy, I guess in the spirit of the Freedom Convoy from Canada, and they're hoping to have something similar. They're, they're hoping to occupy the areas around um, Yuma and San Ysidro and, of course, Eagle Pass in Texas in a couple days from now as I record this. So hopefully that will be nice and peaceful and they won't have any excuse because, you know, the Democrats, of course, are just looking for any excuse to crack down. And of course, the you know the whole crackdown around January 6 was uh, the pretense to take down Parler, for instance, which is only coming up you know year you know over a year later. So there you go. And so I'm going to start out with this uh, piece from Just the News, uh, talking about the uh, take our back our border back convoy and we're going to start off now with this article in just the news take our border back convoy to rally across three states demanding government secure border and it starts out group of americans are traveling monday to the u.s mexico border crossing in three states where they will demand the federal government secure the southern border as part of what they call the Take Our Border Back Convoy. The convoy, which advertises itself as a peaceful assembly and prayer, will start on January 29th with plans to be at their final destinations near the border crossings of Eagle Pass, Texas, Yuma, Arizona, and San Ysidro, California for a rally on Saturday, February 3rd. The convoy organizers said they strongly condemn any violence and that the event is meant to bring our country together in love, kindness, and in peace. The event organizers also said they are calling all active and retired law enforcement and military veterans, mama bears, elected officials, business owners, ranchers, truckers, bikers, media, and law-abiding, freedom-loving Americans to participate 
as they call on the government to take action to secure the border. While the rallies are being planned in three out of the four states bordering Mexico, it comes amid a standoff between Texas and the Biden administration. The Supreme Court sided with the White House last week in an order that allows U.S. Border Patrol agents to remove razor wire that Texas placed along parts of its southern border as part of an effort to curtail record numbers of illegal immigration. Governors from more than two dozen states last week signed a statement supporting Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott and his state's constitutional right to self-defense at the southern border. It is unclear how many people plan to participate in the convoy, but is gaining traction on social media. And so a little bit farther down in the article, it says, The group has been very clear online that they are not forming a militia and are reporting posts from users that are wanting violence. Discussions in the Telegram channels state a desire to avoid having the event be portrayed similar to the January 6, 2021 Capitol riot. And that, of course, the, the riot that happened at the Capitol on January 6, that was used as a pretense to deplatform uh, Parler. And Parler is only coming up um, again uh, later this year. And so the article goes on to say, some online users in convoy link groups have stressed that these rallies are solely meant to be an exercise of First Amendment rights as attendees show their frustration with the current state of the border. Other online users have mentioned taking precautions such as having a means of self-defense and using cash and prepaid cell phones to avoid being tracked. Overshadowing the rallies is the record number of illegal immigrant encounters under President Joe Biden. Last month, for example, saw the highest number of illegal immigrants encountered by Customs and Border Protection in recorded history. More than 300,000 encounters per officials. And this is by Madeleine Hubbard on X and Instagram. And there you have it. You have the take out, take our border back convoy, um, reminiscent of the Freedom Convoy, their Freedom Trucker Convoy in Canada. Hopefully this will be as peaceful and generally as successful, if not more than that one that took place a couple years ago in Canada around this time. And so there you have it. There will be that uh, convoy for the border. It will be occurring this week as I speak these words. And so it will take place mainly during the first week of February 2024. And so we will see how it goes. And of course, um, just to refresh everybody's memory again, 
Uh, the border has been very porous, porous, very open since basically the Biden regime uh, took charge back in 2021. Some of the very first things they did was undo some of uh, Trump's uh, border security measures, like the uh, Remain in Mexico program, you know, while people are waiting, awaiting asylum. Um, you know, uh, Biden undid all of those measures, and we can see how well they're working. Well, they're working perfectly well for him because the Democrats want these people in the borders. They feel like they can replace the uh, Democrat voters over time that they're losing because of their bad ideas. And so uh, their idea basically is to import Democrat voters. And that's in a nutshell what they are at. That's why they are so adamant and want to get all of these um, illegal immigrants in because in their minds, they believe that they are going to be voting Democrat. And so that is... Um, that story and you know the the uh, government of of the United States you know should be a little bit more interested in protecting the people than you know letting all of these uh, immigrants come in or or illegal aliens so we don't, we don't uh, mind so much regular immigrants coming in it's just the illegal aliens coming in across the border um, because of course just to remind you um, these uh, illegal aliens they come in and they generally take the jobs at the lower rungs of the economic ladder and they take them from American citizens who would kind of like to do those jobs themselves um, and so they undercut them because you know they don't have to be paid as much and of course they you know there's the employers not going to pay taxes on them so they feel like they're getting cheap labor and of course they are that's the whole idea i mean these uh illegal aliens you know if they had uh valuable skills like they were doctors and lawyers and engineers they would probably come in through uh, legal channels and they would get their work visas and things of that nature and but no um, and of course we all know that the cartels make a lot of money bringing these aliens across the border because they pay them back remittances um, that they send in so it's a big money uh, making operation for the cartels south of the border and of course that helps them also get their fentanyl across the border because while the border patrol is busy uh taking care of thousands upon thousands of border crossers what they're not doing is they're not interdicting all these drugs being smuggled across the borders um in other ways through um you know vehicles and people on foot basically it's a distraction technique it's a way of keeping the border patrol occupied in one area while they cross the fentanyl in in another area and so 
you know the the cartels like it and of course they get paid twice basically they get paid for the fentanyl and the other drugs they bring in plus they get paid for the aliens the aliens they bring across you know the coyotes get paid for that service and so it's a good uh, deal for the cartels not such a good um, deal for American citizens it's it's not even a good uh, deal for the people who came across the border um, because they're basically sold into indentured servitude uh, most of the time in order to pay back um, the coyotes so it is definitely a problem now to try and fix that problem of course there's been a lot of talk about the budget and time border security into things like Ukraine relief uh, aid to Ukraine and Israel um, of course the uh, Republicans would like to get to keep those things separate in budget items um, and when you hear on the news there's a lot of dishonesty coming from the White House in particular they say um, that they want to do a deal and that they're and that the uh, they're accusing the Republicans in Congress and the House of saying no to all these tens of millions of dollars or billions of dollars on what is um, of money going uh, to the border but you'll notice that whenever they talk about the border security when someone raises a question like to Crane uh, John Pierre KJP um, when they ask any questions to her or to Biden directly about the border uh, they ask the question on the border and but they don't get a response about the border they get a response about immigration so they do the old uh, flipperoo you know or they change the subject and people not paying attention um, don't catch on to that but if you listen to anything any press conference uh, notice the next time someone asks about illegal border crossings and money to uh, secure the border I guarantee you whoever answers that question from the Biden regime will turn that into the answer will be about immigration policy and having money to immigration um, inviting the ordinary person who doesn't know any better to conflate the two things they hear border immigration they think it's two things it's two distinct things and I think the uh, press needs to call out the um, the press uh, or the the Biden regime on this point and say no we ask you about border security not about immigration you can tell us about immigration if you want to but we want to know what are you going to do to reduce the number of people coming into this country illegally what resources are you prepared to uh, help uh, throw against that problem and help solve that problem and of course what they always do is they turn around and say well we're uh, immigration is a very uh, important thing and we wish that Republicans would just say yes to all this money on immigration now 
listen again, they're saying immigration. The question would have been about border security. Now they're talking about immigration, and they're two different things. Remember, they want you, the average voter, not paying attention to conflate to issue, and this is where they get away with a lot of their things that they're doing. Because the money they're talking about, the, the Biden regime is talking about, is money going into accommodate and facilitate the illegal aliens already in the country. That's what they're talking about. They're not talking about money going to secure the border, per se, or very, very little of it is going to the, secure the border. Um, and that is, of course, what is going on with the budget discussions now. What the Biden regime is proposing for the budget is money for uh, not the border, but for immigration, to process immigrants, basically to facilitate more illegal immigrants to come into the country. And so when they make statements saying that, you know, we got a broken immigration system thanks to Donald Trump, um, those, again, have the language they're using. They're not saying the border situation was made worse than, by the Trump administration. They're saying, when they say that the immigration uh, situation was broken, that they inherited a broken situation, that's what they always say, um, when they're asked about this, um, they say they, they inherited a broken uh, immigration system. What they mean by that is that the no, not enough resources were was given to processing and housing and feeding and clothing these uh, illegal aliens coming into the country. They're not talking about the border security. That they are not talking about that. I want to make sure that everybody is clear on that. And so again, when you hear about questions on the news. And when they ask a question about border security, you'll inevitably get an answer from the Biden regime back about immigration. They always turn that um, thing around. They always change the subject, thinking that we will not notice. And when they talk about the money for immigration, well, when we talk about money for border security, we mean to build the wall, to build a fence. Uh, more border agents on the border interdicting uh, the actual uh, border crossing and making deterrences, physical and other deterrences, to um, to keep people from crossing the border illegally. And inevitably, again, the Biden regime uh, talks about immigration reform, not border security, immigration. And they are two uh, related but distinctly different things. And so basically if you take away nothing else from today, that is what I hope you will um, take away. That is point of this whole um, discussion here about the border. All right, so this next part is a related segment. Uh, this is also from Just the News. This is House GOP reveals articles of impeachment against 
Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. And it starts out, House Republicans on Sunday released their articles of impeachment against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The first article alleged Mayorkas participated in a, quote, willful and systemic refusal to comply with the law, while the second article says he reached the public's trust for his handling of the southern border amid record illegal immigration numbers. The articles state that Mayorkas has willfully and systematically refused to comply with federal immigration laws and repeatedly violated laws enacted by Congress regarding immigration and border security. A markup of the articles is scheduled for Tuesday after a multi-phase year-long investigation into Mayorkas. So it appears they actually are going to go through with this impeachment of Mayorkas. Um, I would have also done one of Merrick Garland. I think that is a, uh, also, he's also doing a lot to ruin this country, but Mayorkas is um, also, um, I think you have stronger grounds for impeaching Garland, actually, than Mayorkas even. But anyhow, um, they're doing it, and so it's not a bad thing. It's not going to get through the Senate. You know that. Um, Senate's corrupt, and it's going to be down party lines. So, um, can't count on that, but it's good. Um, you know, it sounds like a good thing that they're doing this. So, you know, they're doing something. Um, the article goes on to say, quote, Congress has a duty to see that the executive branch implements and enforces the laws we have passed. House Homeland Security Committee Chairman Mark Green, Republican Tennessee, said, according to the Washington Post, yet Secretary Mayorkas has repeatedly refused to do so. After the House Homeland Security Committee's Markup of the articles, they are expected to be sent to the full House for a vote. If the House votes to impeach Mayorkas, he could then go on trial in the Senate to potentially be removed. However, this is unlikely considering the body is controlled by the Democrats. And of course, the Democrats uh, like what Mayorkas is doing. They like the fact that they're bringing in by the tens of thousands, more perspective in their eyes, uh, Democrat voters. So they're perfectly fine. They don't think there's anything wrong with it. Even if you can prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that he broke some sort of law, they wouldn't vote to uh, um, get rid of him anyhow because they're corrupt. And he's following their corrupt program. Uh, he's doing what they want him to do. And so, you know, all of these illegal immigrants don't really bother the Democrats too much. And so that is that from the story from Just the News. And so there you have uh, two related stories on the border. Uh, the first one about a uh, the border uh, convoy heading toward the southern border. 
um, sort of in the same spirit, I guess, as the Freedom Convoy of the, the Freedom Convoy truckers of Canada. Uh, they want to try and do the same thing. Hopefully it will be uh, as, as successful in terms of being a peaceful protest. Hopefully they'll get out a little bit of notoriety. Hopefully they will make the news. I know the news is going to want to ignore those protests. Um, I guarantee you that the mainstream media is going to call the protesters. They're going to say they are anti-immigrant, which is not true. They are anti-illegal immigrant. Um, but we've already seen that before. So we know that that's 100%. Uh, in the legacy news media, they are going to describe it as an anti-immigrant demonstration, and they're going to call the people there uh, white nationalists or Christian nationalists or something like that, uh, make you believe that these are some sort of fascist Nazi people uh, engaged in this, when that is not quite true, not at all true. And so, but the deceitful and you know, you know they, they like to talk about um, things like disinformation and misinformation. Well, they will, I guarantee you, be giving out misinformation by the truckload calling, again, these people anti-immigrant. They're going to call the whole event anti-immigrant, as they've called Trump anti-immigrant. He's not. Um, and they're going to call these people uh, white nationalists or Christian nationalists or something of that nature, some pejorative to try and get you tied, these people tied to like fascist and genuine uh, white supremacists and things like that because that's what they do in the mainstream media. They do all of this dishonest reporting um, and that's, that's what you can count on. So, you know what, cover, you know, um, look at, watch the uh, Fox News or OAN News or one of, you know, um, things, Newsmax um, to get the real story or independent news outlets like uh, Rebel News maybe be, maybe be there uh, and others. Um, you'll get the true story um, because, you know, this is the yeah, election year, of course. And they really want to tar these people with extreme, you know, extreme as extremists and white nationalists, and they want to tie these people again to people like the Ku Klux Klan and the neo Nazis, which which is complete BS, and they know it, but they will nonetheless, you know, be dishonest in their reporting. So you know, listen to here and other places where you know. Um, you're going to get um, honest reporting. And by the way, if you happen to be in that area during that time frame, you want to send me some pictures, videos, um, commentary, you know, you're welcome to do so. Uh, best way, I guess, is probably uh, at LLR Podcast on Getter or send it, I think, Mac at uh, Liberty Relearn dot com uh, send it to me or or whoever um, so I'd like to see your pictures if you happen to attend any of these events so that'd be cool if you could do that so here we have uh, the border is back in the news in a big way 
um, you know, the White House is doing this brinksmanship thing they, where they neglected the border and now they, they you know, the, they force the states, particularly Texas, into doing the uh, federal government's job for them, basically. And that's what you have at Eagle Pass. And they're putting up the razor wire. Now, I'll be interested in hearing, it's like, okay, you want to take down the razor wire. You're arguing in front of the Supreme Court for the right to take down the razor wire. And here's a question for you. Basic question, it's not a trick question. You have razor wire in between you and me. You take that razor wire down. Is it now easier or harder for me to get over to the side you're on to get to your side? So you have razor wire. I'm on one side of razor wire. You're on the other. If you take away that razor wire, is it easier or harder than for me to get on your side? And that is not a trick question. That is what every congressman and everybody should be asking anybody who's talking about taking the razor wire down. It's like, what is the effect, the, the effect that taking down the razor wire will have? Will that make it harder or easier to cross the border? And this is, again, it's not your question. It should be a no-brainer. And, of course, the obvious scan is like, well, you see, it's, it'll be easier for our people to get there, but they're not getting there anyhow. They're not doing the job there anyhow. So you can't talk about people who are not going to do their job, keep people from crossing the border illegally. So that doesn't wash. So again, does razor wire, when you take it down, make it easier or harder for these people to get into the country? Yes or no? It's, you know, again, obviously the answer is yes. They'll obfuscate because they think we're stupid, but that needs that's the question that needs to be asked does it make it easier or harder for people to get into the united states if you take down those barriers and there you go um so the border is back in the news in this an election year so we're going to see what they're going to do because what can biden do can, you know, he can just let things go. Uh, if he wants to double down and play hardball, I mean, he can federalize those uh, National Guard troops. But how will that look when he's trying to paint uh, Trump as some sort of person? He's going to be a dictator on day one, right? That's what they're running with, that Trump is going to be a dictator. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Who is... Um, nationalizing the national who who's federalizing the national guard in order to serve their political interest against the interest of the united states and make it easier for people to cross in you know you actually going to order national guardsmen to take down that razor wire are you really going to do that and people not know what is going on so that is what's going to happen. I mean, hopefully he's smarter than that. I don't know that he is, but we will see in a couple months, you know, what they want to do. Or do they just let this uh, remain in the status quo? I think that's the best thing for them. 
Uh, obviously, they can't do, you know, they're trying to, oh, we're going to shut down the border if you give us this money we want. Well, you know what? Um, shut down the border first. Let's show uh, some good faith. You haven't shown very much good faith at all. So, as judge, a uh, gesture of good faith, let's see you shut down the border. Let's see. Let's get a little taste of what you plan on doing before we agree to any sort of budget agreement with regards to the border or Ukraine or Israel or anything else. Because um, the problem, you know, you can do, you know, again, they're very dishonest, as I mentioned before. When they talk about the border, they're asked a question about border security. They turn around and make it about immigration. They always do that. Again, watch the next time that question is asked on border security. I guarantee you 100% the person who asks, you know, Kareem Jean-Pierre or uh, Kirby or the president or Kamala Harris or whoever is asked from the regime, they will, I guarantee you, they will turn it around and make it about immigration. They want you to conflate the two things. They are related but they are definitely two different things, and we have to keep that in mind when we talk about these things and make any kind of uh, deal for money or board security or anything. So, and by the way, when they talk about, uh, we have this money on the table that the uh, Demer, the Republicans in Congress won't take because they don't want to do this and that, um, no, you have to understand that there is only one true border security piece of legislation anywhere in Congress, and that is H.R. 2. It's already been passed by Republican Congress. The uh, Schumer uh, refuses to take it up in the Senate. But when they say about, you know, they're taking a, a deal or money, no, there is no legislation other than HR2 that actually covers border security in Congress. What they're talking about in, in uh, the budget, that is not border security. As I mentioned, that is immigration. That is facilitating the keeping track and housing and feeding illegal immigrants once they get into this country. And so there you go. That is the long and short of the uh, border immigration crisis in this country. And so we will see what happens in the coming months. And we'll see what happens with regards to Mayorkas. Will he or won't be impeached? Um, that will be a signal, I think, will or won't the Congress um, try to impeach uh, Joe Biden for a trial in the Senate. I kind of think they should, but that's just my opinion. So this might say, you know, how, what, what are they willing to do? Are they actually willing to do an impeachment or are they just going to talk about it? And by the way, where are the articles being considered about Merrick Garland? I think he's doing as much or as more to uh, hurt this country as Mayorkas is. So, and I think there's a better case for his impeachment and removal than actually uh, Mayorkas, but we'll take Mayorkas if they impeach him. We'll take that, um, even though the corrupt Senate won't uh, remove him.
but at least we can say we did something. And that's the big, that's important. I think that's an important thing. So I'm going to leave it there. I want to, um, I want to thank you for watching and listening to the Liberty Relearn podcast and hopefully you enjoyed the show. If you do enjoy this show, tell somebody about it. Um, word of mouth is really the best way at this point to get the word out about this show. Hopefully you like it. And also like and subscribe, of course, uh, particularly if you're watching on Rumble. And hopefully you will follow us at LR Podcast on Getter if you're on Getter. And uh, Liberty Relearn online at, at or LibertyRelearn.com online and Liberty Relearned on Facebook. And hopefully someday soon again on, on Parlor, but that is not yet. So I want to thank you for watching and or listening. And until next time, stay healthy, happy, and free.